Welcome to episode number 120 of the Jackson Hole Connection, and this is our year-end review. This episode's sponsor is the Jackson Hole Marketplace Deli, where you can find the biggest and most badass sandwiches right here in the Valley of Jackson Hole. Check it out, jacksonholemarketplace.com, and you can see the biggest and baddest sandwiches in town. Hello, Jackson Hole and the rest of the world. I'm Stefan Abrams, your host. And today we have a special guest, Michael Morey, who you hear about in every episode, because Michael is the only person who has listened to every single second of every episode of the Jackson Hole Connection, because he edits every single episode of this fabulous podcast. Thank you all to who supported us over the past years and this wild and crazy year of 2020 and we have been looking and searching for the wild interesting people to share their stories who are connected to jackson hole and today michael and i are going to talk a little bit about what 2020 has meant to us and what we've learned from all of our guests this year so michael Awesome to see you over there in Bellingham, Washington, cozy in the house with the Christmas tree and the dog. Thanks for joining. And hey, we're almost wrapping this year up. How exciting. That's right. Thanks for having me back on, Stefan. It's good to be on the other side sometimes and see your beautiful beard that you got going on. So this beard has grown throughout this year. I mean, I think you were clean shaven at the start of 2020. Is this a, is this a quarantine beard or what's going on here? It is not a quarantine beard. I decided when winter started coming to grow one. So about seven years ago, when my oldest son, it was his first winter and I used to grow a beard and I went to go hold him when I started growing my beard and he, he had a fit. He wouldn't let me hold him. And once when I shaved my face and got rid of the beard, he'd let me hold him again. He didn't like the beard. Sure. So. Scratchy. Yeah. I don't think he just liked the look at it. He has mm. really, really bad eyesight. Oh, okay. And he didn't have glasses yet. And I don't think he could, it, it probably didn't look right to him. Um, Cause his eyesight is so bad. It was probably really blurry. And okay. so I thought I'd grow one yesterday. I was on a call for, for an organization and people said, if you were to dye that, you would almost look like Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I think you, I think you need a little hair on top for that, but uh, yeah, there's always wigs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It would fit nicely on top of your head, so <laughs> it would. Yes. Yeah. We we can um, always find a wig, but no, not a quarantine, and we'll just see how it goes. I'm enjoying it at this moment in time. Nice. Yeah. So we've had a lot of people on this year, Stefan, and uh, yeah. So I wanted to go through and ask you. Uh, a few things about some of our past past guests and kind of see what you thought of some of our guests this year. And it's good to have you answer some questions occasionally. So I'm putting you on the spot here and I'll chime in as well with some of my highlights of the past year. But uh, a few things that I wanted to talk about was um, what was one of the guest past experience that really surprised you of a guest you had on in 2020? Sure. And, and, looking back at last year, I'm going through this list of names and they are all remarkable community members and have had a, a major impact in, in what this town does. So if I don't talk about somebody, mention somebody's name, please forgive me. If you, if that guest is listening, please forgive me. 
but two of them really strike a note with me. One was Andy Mund with episode 112, Andrew Munns. And the other one was Shane Hollingsworth with episode 80. So Shane is, is a good friend and we've known each other for several years, uh, many, many years now. And he has a screen printing business here in town, but I was checking on some orders for the store, for the liquor store one day. And I was there and he, he just got into the conversation with me about depression and how he is now on medication to help him and how much it has changed his life. And for him to come out and talk about his vulnerability so openly was very brave and appreciated because he's sharing his experience of what the depression did to him and how it impacted his family. But now that he has addressed it, how much happier he is in his life and how much his family appreciates him taking that action because they're happier. They like being around him to where beforehand they didn't like being around him. Everybody just thought Shane was a asshole, to be honest. But I mean, he could be quite snippy at times. And he still has a fantastic sense of humor. His sense of humor has not changed. He is still Shane Hollingsworth. It's just the small stuff doesn't get, get to him as much. It doesn't build up that anger. And I think in what's going on right now in today's world, that whether it's a guy listening or a girl, guys are really bad about talking about their feelings and what they're thinking and getting help. So if anybody's listening and not sure how they're feeling and what they're going through and dealing with right now, find some help. It doesn't hurt to go talk to a professional and maybe a little bit of medication is, is what you need to offer some stability in your life. And then the other one, as I mentioned, was Andy Munns and Andy is another really brave soul. And I have the greatest respect for Andy. So Andy grew up here in Jackson hole uh, Western community, very conservative state. And Andy grew up knowing that he was a little different all the time. And finally, at when he was ready for it, and when he realized it himself, he came out and, and said that, hey, I am gay. And this is who I am. And since then, he's actually had the opportunity to speak about um, gay being an advocate for gay rights and for other kids to speak out. I believe he gave a, a speech to the high school for a graduation ceremony. He was the, um, the speaker for that. And yeah, it was a, a high school where the kids necessarily didn't accept who he was. And then years later, he's actually speaking, which is pretty powerful. Really powerful. Uh, for one, he didn't give up on the school. And also he was able to face any type of past that was there in the school, whether those kids were there or not, that's, but it, it, you still have memories. And I feel that he wanted to contribute to help others because he probably knew that there were others out there who were suffering as well, or maybe not suffering, but going through the same challenges that he was had gone through maybe some worse maybe some well, not as worse he even said later that night after that speech that he gave he was approached by somebody in the crowd that wasn't a high schooler that actually came out to 
she actually came out to her parents that evening. So um, it obviously impacted her enough to actually be brave enough to come out to her parents that evening. So that was pretty, pretty powerful to him. And just listening to that whole um, retelling of the story of how we got approached by her uh, at the Rose later that evening. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah, it, it is. And so I, I think everybody that we, that I spoke to throughout the year has, has all had an impact on other people's lives or at some point will have an impact on other people's lives. And those are the two who are just so brave and amazing and, and from, and just stand out for, for who I talked to this year. So one that I'm thinking of, not quite as in depth or well said as what you were saying, but um, one thing I was actually pretty surprised was last month we had Gavin Fine on and uh, just hearing about how he was actually the caretaker for Harrison Ford's kids when, mm -hmm. when he first came out to Jackson. I thought that was a weird connection. And here he is now the owner of some of the most well-known restaurants in Jackson. So it was just kind of funny to see his start in Jackson was taking care of Harrison Ford's kids. So I thought that was kind of funny. Well, we all start someplace. Yeah. Well, that's a great place to start. I would yeah. say if you're starting there, that's it's, you can only go up from there. I would say. That's right. So what was one memorable moment and like one funny moment that you had during an interview this year that comes to mind? Oh man. Um, There's a few, <laughs> but. Well, one of them was certainly when I talked to Jim Ojay. Jim and I have been friends for, for many years. And when he turned the interview back to me versus me interviewing him, standard Jim style. <laughs> so that was, that was a, a blast um, to to, to get into that with him. But then also just hearing from people like Virginia and, and Margaret who run the balloon rally yeah. over in Idaho. Those two are just a hoot. That, wow. that was the top of my list for, that was the most entertaining one to edit because there was a malfunction in the audio, which made it even more entertaining. Like their personalities <laughs> alone were entertaining, but then with the malfunction that was happening, they had to say a word before they had to say anything that they wanted to say. So um, <laughs> they chose an expletive that I can't really repeat if we want to keep our clean status of a podcast, but uh, they definitely threw in some some nice expletives before they were actually uh, talking. So that was actually hilarious to see actually and hear. Yeah. Talking to those two, I, I felt like I was talking to a barrel, you know, a barrel monkeys. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, I've always loved talking to Virginia and, and Margaret. Those that they're a hoot and keep, keeping that balloon rally going for so many years has, has been phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, and then also Carol Mann, here's somebody cosmic cafe. She does readings for people and to hear how, she landed out here <laughs> was just yeah, wild they, they had dinner at grand targhee she and her husband at the time and they said well we could help you if you have any need for help we feel like we could offer you some advice and they're like well actually we want to sell it and it almost seemed like in the, the next week they're buying it <laughs> i think it was they gave an offer the next day didn't they i think it was like they literally approached them the next day and like here if you want to sell where we want to buy yeah that was that's pretty pretty awesome to be in that the ability to do that but then just like how random that is how it changed the course of their life forever basically at that point yeah just having dinner one night and then the next day your, your life is completely different and and i have to say with what carol does now 
I thought for the longest time that what she does just did not speak to me. But when I had a moment in my life a few years ago where my dad passed away, I think it was around July 7th. And then my mom passed away around July 31st. I just needed something to someone to talk to and get more of a perspective of who I was and who I am. And, and it gave me a lot of insight and it gave me insight that I never thought about. So uh, what was one guest that you really empathize with their journey this past year? I know we kind of touched on some that you're surprised with some of their past experience, but was there anybody in particular that you really maybe could relate to their path in Jackson? I, I would say there's quite a few people as far as relating to their path here in Jackson, because, and, and that's not just with this year, but it's also in previous years as well, because so many of us just come here without really having some roots put down initially or having a path. So when most people leave one place and go move, they transition to another community, they have a plan. And it's, okay, I'm leaving for a job and they're going to help pay for me to move. And to where a lot of people come out here and don't really have a plan in place. It's like, I'm just going to go out to Jackson. And you hear about people starting off as anything, such as waiting tables, to being a nanny for Harrison Ford, to working at the liquor store. We just working posted at the, the interview store. with Laura today, this morning, about <laughs> Laura, how she worked at the liquor store with you. So <laughs> You just never know where you're, where you're going to land, but people find their path. Everybody finds their paths. Um, I thought what is hilarious is with Jim Rooks, how he is, I think he's about fifth generation and his kids mess with him as they should. And because Jim was not born here because his parents didn't live here at the time, they don't consider him a local. <laughs> well, now he's going to be on the town council. So maybe he can change the, the rules of being called local. Maybe <laughs> I don't think his kids are going to no, give that to him. No, I don't no, think so. They're not going to yeah, do that. No, my son no. can claim to be a Jackson local because he was born in Jackson, but I can. Yeah, you know? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So if he ever goes back there, he can claim, claim to be a local. I do like John Canningguider's um, story of just being so involved in, in the mountains and mountaineering. And then over time through being a guide and, and landing with Knowles and the knowledge that he obtained from working with Knowles and now where he's taking that to help other people be leaders and how we can all be so much more accountable for what we do. We can, we can take ownership of it and, and it'll help us. And I, I love what Ed Brenniger does with his business and teaching leadership. And, and it teaches that, Hey, anybody can make an impact. It's all a matter of what you do each day and the actions you're willing to take each day to make that impact. And, and it's not that you're, you have to necessarily impact hundreds of people all at once. It's if you impact one life each day, then the idea, the, the thought is then that person's life that you made a positive impact with 
they will then go in return and make a positive impact on somebody else. One story that I thought was pretty inspiring was um, Jack Hartpence. Like his story kind of started off like a lot of others going to Jackson where I think he just kind of moved out to Jackson for recreation purposes. And then he got in a pretty tragic car accident. And from that car accident, he founded his... um, his company Powwater, which is, it's a social impact company where he can actually try to make a difference throughout the world. So I thought that was pretty inspiring for him turning that kind of traumatic event into kind of something that could impact his life for the positive. So I thought that was pretty inspiring. It, it is inspiring. And, and they are doing some fantastic work and, and making a, um, a serious impact. They're getting clean water to people. Yeah. Um, and Julia Hemstra is doing the same thing. I don't remember if, yeah, she's on uh, this year. As yeah, well, she episode. was in 2020. Yep. She's 2020 and she's doing stuff in South Africa. So it just shows that you can make an impact in the world and in your community, or you can, you can start small or you can go big and, mm-hmm. and, and the impact can be made in so many different ways. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what is one guess that inspired you to work harder or stay motivated that you talked to this year? Ooh, um, I think that's Chris Koch. And, and I just saw Chris Koch uh, a few days ago. And unfortunately, um, he was really ill. He almost, um, he was in the hospital for quite some time with, with COVID. And, and I'm happy to see that he's recovering. He now has pneumonia and is recovering from that. I don't know if I should be talking about people's health on this, if that's HIPAA violations. But wow, he moved here in the 70s was a chiropractor, but he found a way to be able to survive and raise two fabulous, um, impactful children here in, in the community who now are raising kids. His daughter, Hannah, is now raising a child with her husband and see his son read at Albertsons all the time. And they're, they're horse folks. Those people love horses. And, and hearing Chris talk about horses and how in tune he is and and what it taught me is if we all just slow down a little bit and observe a lot more then we can learn an infinite amount of wisdom one uh, person that kind of inspired me this year was heather divine Uh, she runs the nonprofit people spread love Mm -hmm. and i think that the channel that she created for letting others make an impact um, on people that really need it i thought that was super inspiring if people don't know what it is, people spread love. You're able to post something where it can either be for yourself or for somebody else where maybe something happened that you really need some support, not necessarily financially, but just um, mentally. And so you can actually make notes and send things to people that actually do really need that lifeline. So I thought that was really, really awesome for what you started. And giving people support can be so easy such as sitting down and writing a card. Um, We can all sit down and write more cards, use the mail a little bit more, but yeah, volunteering your time to help somebody else. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people just need to know that whatever they're going through, they're not alone. And there are other people who support them, whether they know them or not, there is support out there. All right, Stefan, what is one thing you're looking forward to in 2021? Oh, buddy. What is one thing I'd love to jump rope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've been rehabbing my body for several years now to where 
my back doesn't hurt me <laughs> regularly. And I saw PT and he's helped me re teach my body how to move properly. And so being able to jump and that is something I have to work on as well as writing goals down. So another item I want to accomplish in 2021 is to regularly focus on my goals and not allow myself to get distracted by all the unimportant stuff, cruff that can be presented to us in, in life. Be more focused. Yes. All right. That's a good goal to have. I just want to go on a date with my wife. Um, it's been <laughs> literally over a year since we've had a night out. And because we have a five-year-old and a seven-month-old and we don't have any family close by. And with everything going down with uh, COVID and all, we've just pretty much been in lockdown mode for the past year or so or since March. But before that, my wife was pregnant. And it's, it's, been, a, it's been a long time since we've actually had an evening out without children or even just an evening out at a restaurant. So looking forward to actually sitting down inside a restaurant, hopefully sometime in 2021. That'd be nice. I I want to give people hugs. Yeah, I know. I'm a hugger. I like to see people and hug them. Even just a handshake, you know, don't even. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm I'm not afraid to give guys or anybody else a hug. And and I love that. And I, I agree with you on the being able to see family. I, I miss seeing my brother and sister and, my nieces and nephews and brother-in-law and sister-in-law and hugging them and being able to just be social with them. Yeah. And seeing my kids be with other kids, Mm -hmm. that is, will be enormous. I know just having play dates on a regular basis sounds pretty, pretty great. Yeah. Um, My parents had a cruise actually scheduled. They've been planning this cruise for decades where they wanted to take a cruise to go up to Alaska. So last July, they actually had planned it. And obviously, with everything that happened, they had to postpone. So hopefully this July, it's still on the docket, they could reschedule for a year later. So hopefully I'll get to see them in July, if that all works out. And my dad actually had a struggle with COVID already, uh, not too long ago, where he was in the ICU for a while. So he actually battled through it. So really happy to see that he's doing better. But he was in the ICU for two weeks. Uh, mm. so that was a pretty pretty big struggle but um he's come through it and he's doing better at this point so i'm glad to hear that he has come through and he's doing better it's scary out there you just don't know how it's what it's going to do but i just hope that for 2021 that we as people can recover from this and don't use allow covid to be a reason to not properly engage with people Um, I'd like to see more positive engagement. I'd like to see people to really search out information that they hear to validate it versus just accepting anything that they hear and they read. Mm -hmm. And if they don't believe what I'm saying or any of my guests are saying, they should research it. That's, that's what we should all do, but we can all have our opinions and there's a difference between an opinion and the, and the truth. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I am also excited in 2021 of some of the guests that we have coming on and also the fact that we have more people reaching out to us to be guests as well and seeing the podcast listenership grow because with it growing, that means that we're impacting more lives. And again, the the purpose of me doing this podcast is to share stories with people so 
I can learn from others and the people who are listening, all the listeners can learn from the folks who are given their time to be a, a guest on their, on the show. I appreciate everybody supporting us and, and, and I do love every now and then I hear from someone where they listen to the podcast and then they reached out to the guest because the message that the guest was providing resonated with the listener. And if, if there's one connection each episode, it's, I'm thrilled because, and, and that's just what I hear about. I'm sure there's other connections as well that happen out there that I don't hear about. All right. Well, thanks for keeping me on as your editing and marketing director, Stefan. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, it was an interesting year for sure, 2020. One I don't know necessarily want to relive, but uh, it was interesting. And I learned a lot about myself uh, being locked in a house with my family for the past uh, nine months. But it's been a great uh, resource and I guess a outlet for me to still keep in touch with people in Jackson and to hear your lovely voice every week has been great <laughs> well wow thanks for saying that i have a lovely, <laughs> lovely voice um don't ask me to sing because then you would change your mind in a heartbeat because <laughs> i cannot carry a tune and i guess you put me and my brother together between me not carrying a tune and him having no rhythm whatsoever <laughs> uh, we're a perfect match for brothers you can tell that we're brothers um, but it's it's wonderful that you have stuck with me michael and i i appreciate it and i think i think we've all learned a lot about ourselves um what we have all been going through is not over we still have a long road ahead of us there is some hope ahead of us which is important um but we never know what else is out there but just remember to live in the moment and brace those people around you who are your loved ones. And if you don't have anybody around you, um, mm -hmm. reach out to Heather Devine and her organization because they'll send you some love for sure. So thank That's you, right. Michael. All right. Looking forward to 2021 with you, Stefan. Yeah. Likewise. Take care. You too.